Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. The Rock is Lit Vault. Welcome to The Rock is Lit Vault, where you can find outtakes from the regular episodes and extended episodes, as well as special features, behind-the-scenes peaks, and breaking news. Join me, Christy Alexander Hallberg, for each enthralling episode, then migrate to The Vault for Rock is Lit Deep Cuts. Episode 10 of Rock is Lit features Jennifer Halp's novel, Come As You Are a story set against the backdrop of the Seattle grunge scene of the early 1990s. In this outtake from that interview, I talked with Jennifer about lost and deferred dreams for her characters in her novel and for herself, and the difference in her reaction to publishing her first novel and this one. Listen to episode 10, then check out other bonus material in the Rock is Lip Vault, including my full uncut interview with Charles R. Cross about Kurt Cobain, and outtakes from my interview with Nabil Ayers about his memoir, My Life in the Sunshine, and his experience meeting Joan Jett back in the day. Much of this novel has to do with dreams of youth. Author Caroline Levitt wrote that your characters struggle with the dreams they ache to come true and the bravery it takes to know when and how to let those dreams go. Zane's dream is to go to, to L.A. and be a music star, but he kind of inherited that dream of going to L.A. because his mother wanted to go to L.A. and be a movie star. What does L.A. mean to him? I think L.A. means, you know, so much to him. It means like that whole thing of being seen, it means being successful, it means um, connecting, I think, with his mother, uh, you know, and maybe even uh, finally getting her, getting her love that he feels like he, he had wanted and didn't get. So um, I think there's a lot going on there for him with, with, with the whole moving to LA thing. And I think, I think a lot of us have dreams that we, you know, things we gave up to be parents. Okay, um, let's let's stick with you a moment then. What dreams did you have to give up? Or did you feel that you had to give up when you became a parent? Uh, let's see. I think I put some dreams on hold and, and some dreams I didn't even know I had. Like 
Um, I think, you know, I've always liked to travel and I traveled a lot when I was um, uh, in my late teens and early 20s. And then I traveled when my kids were old enough, when I was, when they were, you know, my youngest turned 10, I became more of a travel writer and I did a lot of of travel on my own. Um, I think I always wanted to write a novel, but I really didn't think that was a possibility. And I don't think that was because of my children. But I didn't write my first novel until I was in my mid 40s. Um, so I think, you know, there are dreams that just change also as you grow yeah. older. How about you? Or did you have dreams that you put on hold? I'm not a parent. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pet parent, not a, a parent of a human. But I got a late start writing, too. I, I grew up wanting to write. I wanted to be an actress and a singer, too. That just didn't pan out. I, I gave up on that. Finally figured out I wasn't any good at it. But um, I'd always wanted to be a writer. And I just, it, it, took, it took a couple of very significant losses, personal tragedies, to, to actually be able to figure out what story I wanted to tell and how to tell it. And so this novel, Searching for Jimmy Page, is my first novel. And it came out when I was 51. So I got you beat. Um, I'm a, a later bloomer. Than well, you, my even. first novel was published in 2018. And so let's see, that was four years ago. So I was 57. So okay. And my second, because I'm 61 now. So my second novel was published when I was 60, 61. Yep. And my third one probably won't be published until I'm 65. So I think, uh, and I think that should be encouraging for people too, because, you know, when, just different times of life facilitate different doing different yeah. things. And life, hopefully, if you're lucky, is long and gives you lots of opportunities to, to, to do a lot of different things. Do you think you have to experience personal tragedy to be able to write about it? Um, I don't know. I think a lot of what I write comes from, um, I would say, starts with trauma yeah. or starts with, with internal things that I've felt but then you know it doesn't it can't end there because otherwise that's going to be pretty limited Mm -hmm. you know for me and and unless you're writing memoir and really have something important to say you know on a larger scope but for fiction I think the beauty of fiction is exploring the things that you that you are interested in whether that's emotional or whether that's you know it's uh physical or science sci-fi or whatever it is that that interests you i think that's the beauty of writing fiction i'm interested in something that you said to zibby owens she asked you how it felt when your first novel came out and and you could tell she's kind of expecting something like you know oh it was great it was wonderful it was best experience of my life kind of thing and that is not what you said what you said was actually it was a huge disappointment i had such high expectations for me it was all about getting that first book published that was going to change my life, and it didn't. Girl, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how Zane felt when he moved to LA. It's like yeah. you know, he thought all this great, you know, it was going to change his life, and and it didn't. Mm-hmm. And so for me, even though my first novel got a lot of success and I got a lot of good reviews and so forth, um, you know, it still uh, didn't really change, you know, certain things that I felt. Um, and so, but that was good for me because now I don't have such high expectations um, of how it will, how anything 
will change me. You know, like, um, I mean, I feel like the successes need to be enjoyed and let go just like the, you know, disappointments and the tragedies need to be felt and let go. It's all, you know, nothing is permanent. So are you having more fun this time around? Um, I guess I honestly don't, I'm not so attached. So I wouldn't say I'm having more fun. I'm saying, I would say just, I'm not attached to it. I'm more attached to the process of writing the novel I'm writing now and getting it right than I am of seeing this novel that I already wrote be a success. I mean, I feel like I know how many copies it's sold so far. And I've asked my publisher, well, are you happy with that? And she says she's really happy. And so if she's happy, I'm happy. Right. Yeah. And so it's more or just like, I don't need to worry about it. I mean, because I'm not doing bookstore tour, a bookstore tour or going to book festivals. Like with my first novel, I went to probably a dozen book festivals oh my and gosh. I probably did like 25 bookstores. And I haven't done any of that for this novel. I just was like, I'm just going to put this out into the world and see what happens with it. And it's gotten a good response. And um, I feel like it's, it's got its own legs to stand on. I don't need to worry about it. You birthed that baby and now it's walking and you've moved on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for hanging out in the Rock is Lit vault. Check out more Rock is Lit episodes and be on the lookout for more bonus material here in the vault. Until next time, keep rocking and reading and getting lit. Rock is Lit! It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.